Hello, and welcome to the CG Zest Wellness Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode. For this podcast episode, we are focusing on the health pillar of mental health. And to do that, we reached out to Dr. Anya Malcolm, who currently resides in the Turks and Caicos Islands, as she's a licensed clinical psychologist. And so for this podcast episode, we started the conversation talking about her passion and what led to her career to this day. And we also learned that Dr. Anya Malcolm does plenty of work with the target population being youth. And so she brings a really neat perspective to the podcast. And we enjoyed having this conversation with her as she mentioned some key words that we can think about as we all take care of our health and wellness in terms of mental health. And so with that said, enjoy this episode of the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the CG Zest Wellness Podcast. And here we are with Dr. Anya Malcolm. And so, Dr. Malcolm, welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're excited to have you. And the main health pillar, what we're talking about for this episode, is mental health. And so we're going to get into that, the evolution of mental health over the last few years, the importance of it. And as we get into this conversation, Dr. Malcolm, do you mind if we first start by having a few moments talking about your career journey so far, what got you into this line of work, why you're passionate about it? And you can start wherever you'd like to start and we'll go go from there. But tell us maybe, you know, why are you passionate about, about this topic and, and dedicate your life to, to helping individuals? Yes, yes. Well, well, first of all, I was born and raised in the Turks and Caicos Islands. That's where I am working as of this moment. I believe as a child, I grew up in a household where I would always hear about um, helping persons. I think this came from my grandmother who was, you know, known to be someone like a midwife um, going around to person's houses and helping, but that was from a medical point of view. I also had two of my aunts that are still currently um, social workers. So I'd always hear one of them in particular coming over to my mom's house and telling us about, you know, she's a little bit stressed in these different cases that she has. And I was always be interested, you know, in, you know, her line of work. Now, psychology per se didn't really come into play as yet because I have, at that time, never, you know, heard of psychology. But I want to say that my biological father um, at that time was a, was a drug, was, I guess, suffering, I guess, from drug addiction. And so he was never really in my life per se until I was about in my 20s. But right around that time for me to prepare, I guess, to go away for college, I was interested in becoming a medical doctor, actually, at that time. I wanted to be a gynecologist, but after starting and I went to Howard University in Washington, D.C. for my um, bachelor's degree, 
I started pre-med and somewhere along the way, I stumbled upon the introduction to psychology course. And I said, oh, I like this, this is interesting. It kind of took me back to, you know, me being around my aunts, uh, me also watching my father, I guess, from a distance and knowing, you know, what he was going through and the suffering and to just understand the human mind and human behavior. I became interested in, and I guess somewhere in me, the little girl in me at the time, wanted to be someone to maybe come back to my country and help persons just like my father, um, maybe even save my father in some capacity. Um, but today he um, he's clean, he's been clean for over a decade now. Um, he's back in my life um, and I'm so happy for that. But um, beyond that, I decided that this could be my, you know, my life cause. I was passionate about it. I'm still passionate about it. Um, and my dream was to, you know, return home, which I did. After completing my doctor of psychology degree, I moved back here when I was about 27 years old. That was about 2015. And I've been here ever since. I am currently a clinical psychologist with the Department of Mental Health. So that's with the Turks and Caicos government. And I also am a behavioral health consultant with a medical practice here and Dr. Turks Islands as well. So that's what I've been doing since then, helping persons. I work primarily with children, but of course I see persons all along the lifespan um, because there are not many of us here in this country and the population is just over about 40,000 persons. And so, you know, we have to have this sort of um, widespread um, health view in terms of working from a community mental health, you know, perspective. And that's what I've been doing so far, like I said, and I'm just, you know, happy to be here, happy to help, and I'm, you know, motivated to continue on, you know, what I have started. Yeah, and, and much respect to that journey and to your current work even even up to this day so that's nice to hear and every time we do these podcast episodes starting on that note to hear someone's their high level journey and, and what makes them passionate their story it's always it brings more of a, of a personal touch to these episodes so to say mm-hmm. do, dr malcolm do you mind the first part uh, first question that came into my mind here as you were you were sharing your story and passion was you mentioned with one of your current roles being in behavioral health yes that might be kind of a new term or or something in individuals are hearing. Do you mind just explaining for a few moments what what that mm-hmm. means, behavioral health, and maybe even with the position you have mm-hmm. as a behavioral health consultant, what a typical day for you might look like in terms of how you're helping individuals? Yes. So I came to know actually about the term um, behavioral health consultant along my journey in um, graduate school. And I guess at that time in the U.S., it was this whole movement to getting psychologists into the medical health system. I remember at that time, I think there was this big push by Kaiser Permanente. Are you familiar with that insurance company? In in the U.S., yep. Yes, yes. so they have their own building and you have all these specialists within the same building. And um that was this push to sort of move psychologists into that whole um, scheme or that whole um, hierarchy of medical professionals, right? And so 
As a behavioral health consultant, you are delivering services within a medical organization. And so where you were traditionally in a maybe a private practice have more psychotherapy that's you know, focused on maybe focusing on the past, like that psychodynamic sort of um, theory. A behavioral health consultant is more like here in the now, um, delivering more um, cognitive behavioral sort of um, treatment to those patients while they are right there in in the hospitals, in the medical clinics. So you would, you know, of course, see a general practitioner or whatever specialist that is in that um, organization. And of course, they would make a referral to someone like myself, a behavioral health consultant. Say, for example, you have a mom or an expecting mom, actually, who is there to see her gynecologist and giving them maybe a health screener that gynecologist pick up that maybe this mom may be depressed or suffering some symptoms of depression. So you have your behavioral health consultant that is stationed right there in the hospital who she can then or he can then refer that um, patient to someone like myself, of course, where they can get further treatment, where they can, you know, have a one on one and then see what else is there that that, that patient would need. And that may mean you know, weekly sessions outside of the clinic. But of course, that person is right there to deliver that sort of behavioral health um, services. Um, and that's checking in on how the person is thinking, how the person is feeling, how the person, you know, sort of is behaving um, in, you know, the workplace, the home, socially, you know, versus having it as, okay, you come in, you see the medical doctor, and then they refer someone or refer you to someone outside of that organization. And it could take some time because, of course, you have where um, if there isn't the access, access to services that you would expect, that person could wait, you know, several weeks before they um, have the chance to see a psychologist. So by having a behavioral health consultant stationed right there in that medical organization, they get that access to service, you know, almost immediately, you know, right after seeing that GP, for example. Does that make a, little, a, a lot of sense to you right there that I just explained it? Yeah, and it's nice to hear that even the idea of health professionals um, integrating with each other, talking to each other, referrals and whatnot, uh, it's nice to hear that that can, can happen too and why, you know, the body is so holistic, you know, the mind and the body and so can only hope that that's you hear more of that of different health professionals you know like you like you mentioned someone is is coming in for matters to do with pregnancy but also mm -hmm. they can be supported in other ways too yes what what do you think let's bring it back if you don't mind to first principles here for individuals who are listening to this in order to if you're trying to you know get inside Again, inside their minds in terms of appreciating something like mental health for our overall well-being. Let's bring it back to kind of first basics. And when, if someone were to say to you, you know, if you have, let's put this as a scenario. If you had, you know, 30 seconds in an elevator with someone to say why taking care of themselves in regards to mental health is important, Dr. Malcolm, what would you maybe say to that person in the elevator right now, if you will? <laughs> Well, first of all, I would say to them, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. I would say to them the same um, 
regard that they give their body, you know, their physical body in terms of if they're sick or if they have a headache, they'll quickly go and, you know, take medication or go and see a doctor to find out what is the cause of that. I believe the same thing has to be given, the same regard has to be given to your mental health. You know, it's all about your emotional, your psychological, you know, and your social well-being, you know, thinking about, like I mentioned before, how we think, how we feel, how we act. Um, if your mental health is sort of not in a good place, then you really, like you mentioned, can't function each day, you know, because it will be affecting your ability, you know, to socialize, your ability to function, your ability to go to work, your ability even to have a family. Mental health, you know, to me is of utmost importance because this is how we cope with the stresses of our life. This is how we allow ourselves to be healthy. This is how we allow ourselves to have good relationships, to make meaningful contributions to our society, to our community. And I believe also too, if your mental health is good, then you can function at your greatest potential. They probably went over 30 seconds, but you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I love that word. I love that, that, that word you use there, Dr. Malcolm, the word about potential. Yeah to and, and how powerful of a word that might be and and based on what you just had mentioned there what do you think is the evolution of individuals realizing this importance uh to their mental health over the last few years of, of where you work do you think it's changed the last few years changed with the pandemic how would you kind of say the last the last few years has been mm-hmm. in that regard yeah, so I've been home for about seven, going on eight years now. And I can tell you, being away also and just, you know, having access to social media and, of course, being um, also, I mean, I guess here in spirit, I would also make a lot of frequent trips, I guess, here to my country. Mental health was never that um, topic that that was like openly discussed. It's, it's still that taboo topic, as you know, as we speak. Um, it was something that you knew, okay, something is going on with that person or, you know, there's some sort of problem, but no one really, you know, spoke about it. I believe at that time when I was growing up, we had a psychologist or a psychiatrist here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Um, I do not know, I guess, of that time of how many people would access those services and if it was, you know, the cool thing to do. And we are a Christian nation, so persons would at that time and still to this day you know prefer to go you know and seek pastoral counseling go to the pastor you know pray about it you know do the whole fasting you know and you know wait for that help from god and i i believe that's still our main mindset here in the turks and caicos islands but i've seen a shift like you mentioned during the pandemic and I also want to point out the 20 something year olds who now, you know, they're more, they have more access to the world and on social media, just seeing now that therapy is okay, that if you need, you know, to speak to someone, to get professional help, that it's okay. And I've been seeing a lot of those persons coming in for help. But the, what the pandemic did, you know, it's kind of slowed down the world, but it also gave persons a chance to look within and see that there are things that may need to be, you know, fixed or changed within their, you know, their life. And that also includes their mindset. And what the pandemic also did is, you know, for us to be home and on lockdown, um, not being able to, you know, have access to those sort of social outlets that we're so used to, 
you had to really sit with yourself <laughs> literally indeed and, yeah. you know and say okay wait something is not right here um and what we saw during that time and our, our statistics would show also too that we had an influx an increase and in persons seeking you know help we had at that time a mental health hotline that persons um could access um 24 hours you know, although our department is rather small, we all had shifts during that time that people can call and, you know, speak to us. We um, moved into the whole virtual world because prior to that, we didn't really have virtual sessions. It's always, you know, um, coming to the office and having those like one-on-ones, but now the pandemic also forced us to have more virtual sessions. And I believe that also allowed persons to gain more access um, to mental health services. I want to also mention that from the beginning of time, mental health services here in the government department is free. So there's no charge for it. Um, and I believe a lot of persons, you know, came to know this through the pandemic and it has allowed them to now, you know, be more enthused or motivated to seek services <laughs> because there's no cost for treatment here. And for someone listening to this, who, who let's say right now is, is living in the, the Turks and Caicos Islands, what steps would they take? How would they be able to, to access these already existing free resources or even individuals who don't live in Turks and Caicos Islands? I wonder how they can reach out to their government to find out what might be already available to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for persons right here in Turks Islands, our Department of Mental Health and Substance Dependence, we are online on Facebook and Instagram. We have pages there that they can, you know, send us a private message. We also have referrals that can come through your general practitioner, um, from the social services, from the court services, from the school services. Um, we receive referrals from all sources. And of course, you can come right into our office. We're on Grand Turk, Providenciales, South Caicos, and North Caicos, so it's on the main islands that you know people live on live and work on um where they can come right into the office and make an appointment you know to see one of our staff for persons that are outside of the turks and caicos islands you know i would encourage them to lobby lobby together and you know and pushing their government to make mental health services available and you know low cost or free for those you know for those persons just how they can go to maybe the government doctor or the um, primary care facility that the services may be free. I believe they should push to at least having a consular there that persons can gain, you know, access to that professional should they need it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's it's really nice to hear. And I'll just ask you one more question here. I'm really thankful for your time. And I'll just kind of mention a few a few words here because I'd really love to have your take on this. As you mentioned that especially individuals who are of the younger age group who are, who are seeking support and then you also mentioned the idea of you said the word mindset mm -hmm. a few times. Do you mind even just uh, sharing a few uh, additional insight on mindset and maybe just for me to say a statement that perhaps individuals it's new for them to hear that they have control to change their mindset to change their thoughts and what that can uh, how that can benefit their life in a nice way. But any kind of additional insight or areas uh, that you can elaborate on the idea of the importance of, of mindset and how certainly that, that can be 
that can be um that can be changed by individuals they have the power to to change that and and for the better okay i i do believe all that we do all that i guess how we behave how we think how we feel it it's all related to our mindset and of course you can have a positive mindset or a negative mindset but i do believe for us that are making those shifts to seeing the benefit of having a, a positive mindset you know it's about believing that positive thinking has this sort of direct um association with having you know a positive health you know thinking about positive mindset it's also related to having maybe lower stress levels it's about having that you know good well-being I, I believe that, say, for example, you become sick. If you were to have a positive mindset in that regard, it would give you some motivation maybe to heal faster. You know, <laughs> I think your body listens to what your mind sort of has to say or what your mind tells it. So if you are focused more on positive things, you can then achieve, for example, emotional balance, um, your brain will be functioning, you know, properly. You can stay focused. And then, of course, you can deal with whatever stresses um, that come into your life. You know, um, like I mentioned, a lot of the younger people, those 20-something-year-olds, I like to say, um, they are of the notion now that, hey, I, you know, have control over my life. And it all begins with me making that shift in my mindset, how I see things, how I see the world, my perspective on when something happens, I choose, it's up to me on how I choose, you know, to view the world because of whatever happened. I can choose to sit the negative side of it and maybe fall into sadness and develop depression. Or I can choose to see, you know, that sort of um, light at the end of the tunnel to know that if, I can achieve positive thinking and that I can see the positive side of whatever it is that is happening to me, then I have the power to also change my life for the better. And you mentioned some amazing words. You mentioned focus, perspective, and how perhaps regardless of someone's health condition, yeah, I can only imagine their mindset being something that they can that they can benefit and yeah. and something that they can certainly not not take for granted which is which is the goal of this this podcast I'm just to share this this importance of how mental health is related to can be related to even existing physical health conditions and how something like mindset matters if someone is ill but also if they're functioning in, in daily life, they wouldn't quote unquote consider themselves as ill or, or injured by any means. So always mindset is certainly always relevant, it seems. So that's that's beautiful for you to uh, mention that, Dr. Malcolm. And again, those words, focus, perspective, and how they interact with mindset. Yeah. So this was great. This was, I really wanted to, uh, our team really wanted to highlight your work on this podcast and what you're doing doing in the Turks and Caicos Islands, because you, you mentioned there's there's only so many health professionals who work in this field too as psychologists. So it was really nice to be able to speak with you and highlight your work and and why it's important. 
I'll ask you just as we close here, are there any parting thoughts you'd like to leave listeners? Um, any parting messages? Do you want to reiterate anything you already mentioned? But I just want to give you the floor one more time to say anything you'd like as some final regards on the podcast to those who are listening right now. I would like to say mental health is very important. And I don't want it to be sort of disregarded or tossed to the side until something like a pandemic occurs. You know, mental health is health. Um, and mental health is also wealth, right? It's all about making sure that our minds are in a good place. Our minds, like I mentioned, are functioning at, you know, where it's supposed to be. And so if you find within yourself that you maybe you aren't, you know, sleeping well or you're having problems at the job or problems socially, you realize that there are some changes within yourself and you're thinking, you know, to go out and seek the help that you deserve because there are persons, there are professionals out there that are willing to help you, that want to help you, that are passionate about the topic and, you know, just want to see those around us, you know, living a good life where you, you know, like I said, are functioning and those areas of your life. And so the only way for you or the main way for you to achieve that is to seek professional help that is there. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And with that note, how you mentioned mental health is health. Love that. And again, thank you for your time on this CG Zest Wellness podcast. Thank you so much for having me.